Welcome to episode three of Global Gibberish. I'm your host, Joby. Okay, first I want to acknowledge it has been over a month since I've last shared. Life has been busy lately, and at the same time, I take ownership of my schedule. I'm coping, guys. As you are aware, I am traveling in Colombia, where I've had the opportunity to connect with people from all over the world. I started to notice that meeting new friends became sort of like a bait and switch. In essence, in my desire to have people on the show, I kind of lost touch with connecting with them as friends first. So I took a break from recording and editing to focus on the relationships in front of me. As I begin to wrap up my travels and head back to the States in a couple weeks, today's episode is special to me. It features my very first friend I made in Colombia. We have laughed together, we have cried together, And we have also been reprimanded by Santa Fe's mall security together as well. Looking back on this episode, I am so proud of his growth and development. Yala, I want you to know that you inspire me. Now it's time for listeners all across the globe to understand why. Hello, everyone. My name is Yala. I am 31 years old as of now. I was born and raised in the Netherlands. I've lived there for most of my life. And now I met Jovi in Medellin. I've been in Colombia for about two months and I don't have a real long-term plan other than I followed the signs to come here. So maybe that's the story I'm gonna share with you today. So basically I like canceled my rent I sold all my stuff. I have about six boxes left in a storage. Whenever people ask me like, why Colombia or what is your plan or how long are you staying or what are you doing? The plan is no plan. I did have some plans. (laughs) All right. (laughs) I'll take you back back to August of 2021. This is uh, my final month of my bachelor program. I was studying a three-year program um, in interdisciplinary arts. I won't get into what that is now, but uh, I was wrapping it up. And of course, it's like high pressure deadlines um, in the middle of um, meeting the end of this and not really being able to anticipate towards what's going to happen afterwards. I have one sister and she moved, She we were living in the same city in Maastricht and she moved half an hour away to a living community. And we've always been living in cities, so this was something new. It's like a bit deserted. I went there and it's like a warm bath. Like everyone is so open and friendly. And the only time in my life I've ever experienced this amazing uh, circumstances is when I was backpacking in Thailand because everyone's there to have a good time. Everyone uh, wants to explore, meet new friends. Yeah. So I like had a little family in Thailand, which was just amazing. So I I went there and uh, to my sister's community and it's like, wow, is this like after the, the pandemic lockdowns and the isolation, I had my own apartment living by myself. 
for the past three years and uh, I was fed up and um, I met Masha in this community and Masha was living in Utrecht in the Netherlands with her husband and two young children but they had bought a house in Bali, Indonesia online they had never been she told me about it and this was like maybe two weeks before my graduation and I thought hmm this is a really interesting timely uh, moment to be like reminded of this leave everything behind so they quit their jobs they they sold their house and they're gonna go to Bali Indonesia even though they've never been there before I was like is this foreboding what's gonna happen to me because I've been wanting to leave the Netherlands I don't really feel like it's my home or it's my where I want to settle down long term and then in combination with this community because Masha was also going to uh, Eco Village community there so of course I feel coming uh, there's gonna be a big change but I'm ready for it like I want to get rid of all my stuff and and just move so what happens I graduate I make a big mind map and this is the only clue you're gonna get about my plans because um, what I put on there is was uh, a couple of images like about the kind of friendships that I want to attract I want to find a tribe so a living community and I had I, I, this is like unlimited like without without restrictions or limits or like oh that will never happen or that's impossible so what I put down was one image of a living community which looks like it could be in Europe but I'm not sure and then there was this other picture because I do want to escape the European winters uh, because I suffer from uh, the cold and the dark it really affects my mood and I had this beautiful image of a house on the mountaintops uh, looking over this valley and below it said it was in Colombia and I thought nothing specific of it because I've always wanted to go to South America not specifically one country and the only issue for me was it was so isolated on that mountain I thought after all this isolation I don't want to be isolated so but by lack of another alternative I put it on there because I thought at least it is some direction and I'm a perfectionist so if I'm gonna overthink it it's never gonna get finished what happens is I go to Italy this is maybe a week or two after my mood board to just have a holiday and here I meet Cecily Cecily is from New Jersey in the US and Cecily tells me that she's like backpacking she had worked throughout the entire pandemic without a single day off no weekend no holiday and she's like after one and a half years getting worn out she's sitting on this porch one night looking at the stars uh, close to the ocean and she thinks to herself I'm gonna quit my job I'm gonna leave my apartment and I'm gonna go backpacking in Europe so this was like an echo of Masha's stories who's gonna go to Indonesia so I'm like asking the universe please give me a sign like this is not for nothing I know I'm, I'm gonna have to do something with my life now that I'm graduated and I have a dream in Italy that I've cancelled my rent and I was like I woke up and I thought <laughs> okay this is great universe but you know 
Like, Masha knew she's going to Bali, Cecily knew she was going to go to Italy. Where am I going to go? Like, what is, what is the, what is the thing? So, I, I, like, I had a magical meeting with Cecily just talking about life and about synchronicity and uh, signs of the universe and spirituality and I thought, okay, this is all not for nothing, so I'm just gonna trust and like kind of surrender to this because that's what Masha had told me. You're gonna have an idea and when it comes, you surrender. And my idea was cancel your rent. So I was ready to surrender, um, but I, I went back home. So we're still in September and I kind of left it in the back of my mind, uh, like I, uh, like, I don't know what's going to happen and it was giving me anxiety. I don't want to cancel my rent. I don't know where I'm going to go. And then this timely phone call on the last day of September of this friend that is normally impossible to reach. She um, calls me up and we catch up like in, in a, like out of nowhere. She's like, hey, can we talk? Um, uh, normally she'd be like, oh, maybe I have time next week. but. That day it happened and she tells me I've currently, I haven't spoken to her in months. Currently I have three jobs and I need to quit my old one, which means I have to call my boss. She had to give a month's notice. And that reminds me, it's like crazy how I haven't spoken to her in months. I don't know what's going on in her life. This is one of my best friends, but she lives two hours away. Um, that in that moment, she calls me on the last day of September to remind me of that month's notice. So. I'm, I'm telling her of this dream I had in Italy and she reaffirms me like you can only learn from this experience. You can only just leave and it will give you new insights. And if it's not what you wanted, you can always come back and you can only propel forward. And in that moment that she says propel forward, like I'm walking through nature and all of a sudden a butterfly soars up from my feet into this open field in front of me. And I'm like, that's another sign. So it's not for nothing. Again, that this phone call comes now and she tells me these words to, to reassure me. So we hang up, I cancel my rent. I spend the next month like cleaning out my entire um, apartment. So uh, I'm sorting through all my stuff. I'm selling stuff. I'm, I'm uh, bringing stuff to the thrift store, whatnot. And Two, two or three weeks after this mood board, I have a dream about an ex that I dated in Australia in 2016. We split on good terms and, um, well, we sometimes just like on WhatsApp, like, hey, how are you doing? So I, I text him like, hey, I had this dream about you. How are you doing? And I catch up with him like, yeah, so I canceled my rent. I think I'm thinking of looking for a living community and maybe South America, maybe Asia, I'm not sure. And he goes, oh, Colombia, are you going to Colombia? I'm like, of all the countries you could have mentioned, why did you say Colombia? Um, so at this point, and of course I've been praying, like, give me a sign. What do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? So I'm like, okay, this is not for nothing again. And now we're in the last week of October, everything is sorted. I, I was thinking I'm going to go to Italy to see Cecily again, just for the time being, for as long as I don't know what I'm up to. And her bus from Croatia gets canceled in the middle of the night and she doesn't have a place. It was like an overnight bus, so she doesn't have a place to stay. So in a panic frenzy, she books a flight back home to the US. And I thought, well, that's really a pity. But if, if you feel like that's what you must do, then uh, go for it. 
And in the meantime, the last two things I have to sort out are a couch and a cabinet. I'm on the second floor and they're too heavy to carry down. I'm not asking anyone for help because this is a whole nother story that I won't get into, but I'm thinking of breaking contact with all my family and friends. And I don't want to be like, hey, can you help me move out? And then be like, bye, talk to you never. So um, I was trying to sort this all on my own. And these cabinet, the couch and the cabinet are too heavy to go down. And I called the thrift stores. They don't want to pick them up because of insurance problems, blah, 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 blah. I've tried everything. A moving company asked me 400 euros for it. And I'm like, you're insane. That's not going to happen. So I put it on Facebook uh, marketplace and this lady responds that she wants to come in very broken Dutch uh, to pick them up. And at this point, like I'm nearly desperate so usually i would have been a bit skeptical but at this point i'm like sure if you show up i'm happy just get it out of here i didn't even look at her profile i was like if you want to be here at four be here at four and I'm, i'll be grateful for it so she shows up uh luckily she takes the stuff out she's got some guys to carry them down and she looks hispanic and i ask her hey where are you from and she's like i'm from colombia <laughs> So, of course, at this point, I'm like, all right, I don't know what is waiting for me in Colombia, but clearly this is another sign, third times the charm. Um, I'm going to go to Colombia. So, uh, long story short, that's how I got here. Now I'm here. Um, I could tell you, it's, I mean, it's weird how these things happen. So I, I, I flew to Medellin. And quite quickly, I was like, well, I don't want to be in a big city. Like I, I'd much rather, um, you know, find a living community, find a tribe. And I, I knew there were many of them online, but I was like, I'd much rather see what's still possible in during, during um, COVID. So I'm sitting on this terrace in Medellin looking for flights and i'm like i have no idea what to do and there's this guy sitting across from me he's british turns out to be but living in colombia for five years and he asked me hey so what are you doing you know what, what brought you to colombia what are your plans and i say well i wanted to go to a living community um and he's like oh well my ex-girlfriend lives in um san rafael i don't i haven't really spoken to her in a long time so i don't know if she's still there but um, I know it's, it's supposed to be a very spiritual place here in Colombia. And at the time I'm staying at this guy's place, a local Colombian man. Um, and he has like a dog and two cats. And one of those cats kept wanting to go into my room and it was, a, I have a bit of cat allergy. So we had to keep the door locked at all times to keep the cat out. So uh, that after that conversation with the guy on the terrace, I go back to this guy's place and on my phone, I'm, there's this friend of mine back home in the Netherlands who has this YouTube channel and she does tarot readings and um, she talks about all sorts of stuff. So there's one video from her that has like uh, pick a number between one and nine or one and ten. And then every number is a different angel that represents something different. So it's like, even if you like, I don't know if I, whether I believe in angels or not, but it's a nice affirmation to think, um, 
something is there to help you with a specific thing, a challenge that you're facing. So I think the number I chose was number nine. I'm not sure. Anyway, the angel was called Raphael. And then the next morning I get out of bed and I meet um, my host in the, in the living room. And he's like, that the cat Raphael has been sitting outside of your room looking at the door the entire night. <laughs> And I had no idea this cat's name was Raphael. So it's like three times a charm again, like this guy on the terrace, the angel in the video, in the YouTube video, and then this cat. So I'm like, okay, all right, all right, all right. I'm hearing it like messages loud and clear received. There's something for me in San Rafael. So I went there. It's like a tiny city, I guess you could say. Um, and if you want to find the communities, you have to go like out of the city. So it's seven kilometers down. I don't know what that is in the US metric system, but it's like at least 30 minutes uh, by car. And it's not a, there's the, the road is just rubble or mud. So it was a bit of a jungle experience and uh, it's amazing. This place is, just gorgeous. There is um, a couple of different communities, actually. There is Safra, which is like an ecological tourism place. There is uh, an ashram, which is kind of a crossover between Buddhism and Christianity, I suppose, um, which if you leave that out, it's a, it's a one of the most beautiful places I've, I've ever seen. And you can do free yoga there. You can volunteer for a couple of months. Um, to do meditation and yoga daily and just cook and eat. And that's all you do every single day, repeat. Um, I didn't think that was for me. And um, as it turned out, where I stand right now is that lots of people fall in love with San Rafael and they want, they want to stay there. So it's quite expensive on a Colombian scale. And also most of the land is already sold. So I'm not sure if I can find my tribe there, my community. Um, so yeah, I, I then went to San Carlos, which is right next to San Rafael, um, because people say it's like San Rafael, but 10 years ago. So it's going to probably be booming of ecotourism and uh, permaculture and all these sustainable initiatives, etc. And um, yeah, since then, if you were hoping for like a magical ending to the story, I haven't found it yet. Right now I'm in Medellin because I, I went to San Carlos and I was like, okay, I really actually love this as well. I could see myself staying here, but I of course also need to find some work and some income. And then I went to Medellin because I thought I, I just need a break from being here. And now I'm in Medellin and Interestingly enough, the first night I decide, okay, I, I'll go out, I'll go to a club. And I met a guy who has a job somewhere as an English teacher. And he's like, they're urgently looking for, urgently looking for other, other teachers and they'll get you a working visa. So if anything, like what I'm searching for in life is how do you make decisions? Are they intuitive? Do you have a bigger plan? Do you go with the flow? Because I think sometimes if you are too rigid and this is what I want to happen, you might actually 
um, work against, like swim upstream kind of, where sometimes you just need to like let yourself float wherever the river wants to take you. Um, but it's scary. And I was asked to maybe describe myself in three words. And I think vulnerability would definitely be one of them because I think so there's something just about existential dread about existence. Like you never know, like there's, you, you just don't have all the answers. You don't know what's going to happen. Nothing is guaranteed. The only thing that it's guaranteed is that it's going to end. Um, and I'm trying to just find a way to embrace that vulnerability, to embrace the uncertainty to, um, because I do want to take risks and I do want to, um, um, you know, go on a, an adventure. I could also choose for certainty and for predictability. And, and, um, I think I would not like that lifestyle. So, well, if that's then the moral of the story here's to being adventurous, um, if you are facing any challenges in your life, I really send you a lot of love and a lot of good vibes. I think one of the magic magical things for me is, um, or, or the sweet spot I think is to always trust that no matter what happens, no matter how challenged you are, how upset you are, um, how estranged or uncomfortable, or that always trust and believe that there is something good around the corner. And I've been like in the past 10 years, in the past decade of being adventurous and taking risks, I've been proven that, you know, shit might hit the fan, but there's always an amazing person to meet or an amazing sky of clouds or, or sight to see or bird to hear, or there's an infinite amount of beauty in this world. And, um, yeah, you just gotta also be open to receive it. All right. Thank you. <laughs> I, I'm laughing because I was thinking, thank you for coming to my TED talk. And I, <laughs> I also kind of hate that expression, but it's also, yeah. All right. Peace and love.